Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Pilot Podcast. Jared Cornett here, joined by my fabulous co-host, Alan Murray, who is in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina right now. So if his um, service breaks out, you know why. And Matt Hensley, who just got out of uh, a long car ride with his family, so he's really happy to be with us. Just got back from the most magical place on Earth, Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. They misspelled it. It's the most expensive place on earth, but it's good to be home. We had a great time, great visit, lots of memories made, and uh, but there's nothing like your own bed and also normally priced food. So what about you? How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. I'm going to the uh, Disney World of Baptists, uh, Baptist Ecclesiology this weekend. I'm heading to Capitol Hill, Washington, D.C. to go to the Nine Marks Weekender. So I'm very excited about spending some time uh, over the Nine Marks guys and seeing um, what we can learn and implement here at Plymouth Park. Taking two of my pastors with me, so it should be a great trip. Alan, you there? How are you, ma'am? I'm doing well. I, I just completely lost all reception, even though I'm right next to a cell tower. But I'm doing good. Uh, good to be recording with you guys. Good to know that I haven't had to spend 20 hours on the road. Uh, just happy, blessed, and Baptist. Happy, blessed, and Baptist. That is a that's a great way to be. Well, hey guys, let's talk about some Baptist stuff then. Uh, EC President Search Team issues call to prayer. Adrian Robinson, the chairman of the uh, of the pastor, not the pastor Search Team, but the uh, Search Team for the new uh, CEO of the Executive Committee, says as Christians we understand that prayer is an essential to our walk with Christ. And as a committee, we felt it was essential to start our process with a season of prayer. In John 15, 5, Jesus says, without him, we can do nothing. So to begin this assignment, we, without seeking God's direction, would be a huge mistake. So Robinson, who was uh, pointing to the EC search team, along with Molly Donaldson, uh, Mike Keebone, Jeremy Morton, Philip Robertson, and David Sons, along with uh, current EC Chairman Roland Slade as an ex-officio uh, member of the committee. Uh, they're asking us to pray for the next 21 days. They actually asked us to start doing that a few days ago. Uh, and they're asking us to pray for several things. Uh, somebody who is humble, somebody prepared to lead the EC, a strong relational unifying leader, someone with Christ-like character, a leader with compassion for the hurting and lost, uh, someone deeply rooted in biblical conviction, and a leader committed to the cooperative program, the Baptist Faith the Message, uh, our entities, and the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. Um, these are some great ways. What other ways do you guys see about us praying, and what do you think about dedicating this time uh, of prayer, March 11th through March 31st, uh, to be praying specifically each day for these characteristics for our next uh, leader of the EC? Yeah, obviously you can't overemphasize prayer. And uh, so I think it's a valuable thing for us to be be doing and a worthy thing for us to be doing as they kick this thing off. And, uh, and I think the things that they've asked us to pray for uh, are certainly things that I believe the three of us probably affirm and what we would be looking like. I mean, nobody on earth is going to say we don't want somebody with <laughs> without uh, Christ-like character or something like that. You know, nobody's going to say that. So uh, we do need them to be humble. Uh, they need to be ready to lead uh, and uh, certainly need to be unifying. Uh, and so all of these things are great things uh, to be praying for as they search. Uh, but it's important to remember that, you know, there's, you know, there's people that are still doing the work on the ground in the trenches of the EC and, uh, and they're doing a good job and they've got an annual meeting to put on. And so as we're praying for this and, and who's going to be the next guy that's going to lead them, I think we also need to be praying for for the staff that, uh, quote unquote, left behind, you know, our 
interim CEO, the, the different VPs and, and all the staff, they've got a big job to, to, to undertake there for Anaheim. So we need to be praying for them as well. And I think on top of all of this, just praying that somebody has absolute certainty and clarity that God is calling them to this role. Um, I, I've heard so many people say lately, I wouldn't want that job. You couldn't pay me to take that job. Uh, you've got a, a bullseye on your back if you're at the EC right now. Uh, and some of those things uh, may be partially true, um, but I, I wholeheartedly believe that as the EC is part of who we are as Southern Baptist, keeping the ins and outs daily stuff of the convention running, uh, that God has the right person to fill that role. Uh, and so I would think they would want absolute clarity, not only for the person that they're going to call, but also for the search team, uh, that they would be unified in that. I've seen God do it so many times in my life and uh, in the life of calling people to our uh, our local association or staff people, things like that. So pray for, pray for unity, pray for clarity, and pray for certainty. Those are all uh, great things to pray for. Um, whoever is going to lead us, uh, God certainly already knows who that person is. So we need to be praying for them that God would um, make it known to them. Uh, I'm sure if they're serving in some capacity, whether in a church or whether in an entity, whatever it is they're doing right now, it won't be easy to leave. So I just pray that God will prepare them uh, for the past because uh, it is a difficult task. Uh, but we're looking forward to seeing what changes can come to the EC. And we need obviously to be praying for um, all those serving Willie and, and Roland and all those serving in this interim time as well. Uh, we'll put in the show notes. Uh, you can check out how to pray for um, the uh, EC March 11th to the 21st. So when this comes out on March 15th, you'll be a couple of days behind, but jump on in if you haven't yet. And let's collectively as Southern Baptist pray about the direction of our beloved convention. All right, we're going to jump into a little time. We don't do this a lot on the Pilot Podcast, but I like when we do it. We uh, jump into a little discussion. Matt's shaking his head. He doesn't want to do it, but we're going to make him do it. Anyway, it's just like his daughters made him hand over the debit card many times at Disney World so they could get souvenirs and Good. all those fun knickknacks. Uh, John Yates, uh, who has served uh, as the recording secretary of the Southern Baptist Convention for 25 years, years, he's also the executive director of the Missouri Baptist Convention, has announced, he's not retiring because it's an elected position, he's been elected 25 times in this position, he's announced he will not seek another election for a 26th term. Um, The recording secretary serves as an ex-officio member of the executive committee, a voting member of the executive committee. We, we saw this recently uh, with the recent post. Uh, Dr. Adam Greenway, president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, came out about a week ago and said, hey, this has got nothing to do with John or anything like that. It's got everything to do with the moment that we're in. We should eliminate the position. We should restructure the con- constitution, which that would happen over two annual meetings to remove it. Uh, basically, this is an antiquated position, that we, we don't have a need for a recording secretary for our meetings uh, today. I know Matt Hensley's in agreement with that. He says, yeah, let's uh, remove that. Let's let's move that way. Alan Murray, though, has a different take. Alan, you think we should keep the position. Why? I, I'm, I'm okay with keeping having this position as something that's elected. Um, if we don't have one, that is going to put more responsibility on the executive committee I realize the recording secretary is serving as an ex officio voting member and that they are um, not, not only that, but having to work closely with the recording secretary to put it, all these things together. Uh, but as somebody that loves Southern Baptist history and the importance of putting together 
the, the annual and coming back and having all the records of everything that go on, having uh, one person in charge of that. And I realize, I guess that could be somebody in the executive committee as well, um, making sure that that's done and done well. I think that's a good thing. If, if we got rid of it, like I say, it's going to take two years. You're not going to see me stand up on the floor and oppose it uh, during debate, I don't think. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to keeping it, keeping things the way they are. I, I know I sound very Baptist uh, when I make a statement like that, but that's just where I am. Matt, you kind of line up with Dr. Greenway. Why do you think we should get rid of this position? Because Dr. Greenway said so. You, all right, company man. <laughs> no, you know, I think he had some valid points. I, you know, in, in our day, 2022, I was, I nearly said 2021. Um, it's hard to believe that we're already in March. Uh, I just don't see the, the value, the need, all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, but I also want to point out that the one that is not resigning, but you know, this, this whole thing, the, the reason we're talking about it, Dr. Yates chimed in to say that the precious hardworking professional staff of the EC are overloaded due to some resignations. And so we need to think in terms of incremental change until there's a wholesale study. Uh, but he thanked Dr. Greenway for spurring on the thinking. And uh, so I think that's one of those things that we need to consider. Like, is it something that we need? Is it something that's worthwhile for us? Is there still a need for it? And, uh, and probably not to, you know, dump everything out today and, uh, and try and start that change, but should start that conversation perhaps. So this kind of is interesting to me because at my church, uh, one of my members who uh, serves uh, at Dallas Baptist University as well is the recording secretary of uh, the Baptist General Convention of Texas. We, we have two state conventions in Texas. My church belongs uh, to both. And he has been the recording secretary for like 30 years here in Texas. Uh, and I asked him what he does. And he's like, well, back in the day, you know, I had to sign documents and stuff. I don't really do a whole much, a whole lot today. There's a few stuff here and there. I, I'm kind of with you and Dr. Greenway, Matt. Uh, it doesn't seem like a position that we need anymore. It's, we should trust those doing the nominating, the people in the EC that need to be on there. When you open it up to an election, I mean, I know it's one voting member. What does that really matter? Uh, but we noticed just recently that one vote, two votes actually matters a lot. Yeah. in the AC meeting. And so um, I get how we might have needed it back when Alan was a youth pastor back in the, you know, the early, uh, early 20th century. Uh, but today I'm not sure we need it as much. And so Alan, I'm sorry, I disagree with you on this. So, so what you're saying is that the president of the Southern Baptist Convention shouldn't be able to vote because he's an elected officer. Is that what you're saying? It's not necessarily what I'm saying. I mean, it's uh, but, the same principle, isn't it? Uh, if he's an elected officer rather than somebody who's nominated, why should he be able to vote at any seat meeting? Because I believe he actually has a, a role that is necessary in the state convention, uh, state convention in the in the convention, whereas the court secretary doesn't really have a role anymore in today's culture and the way we do business today and, and things of that nature. Where the SBC president is working and he is making nominations, he is doing things. But you know, honestly, I I wouldn't be opposed to making the SBC president, a non-voting member of the EC. Um, that's just me. Couldn't care less. <laughs> Literally, there's nothing in the SBC that I could possibly care less than whether or not we have a recording secretary. I'll be honest. I, uh, I like, think Alan just wants this. Alan, are you about to announce your uh, nomination for recording secretary here on the Pilot Podcast? He's just going to nominate himself. Um, I 
I'm He's going to read I'm his not. own nomination speech I'm and everything. Not. I, J. Allen Murray, do I'm, not believe in change. And I'm here to say that we need to keep this. And I volunteer as tribute. Faithful potluck listeners. Somebody uh, nominate Allen. Somebody nominate Allen. Anybody I'm, nominate Allen. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on you, Jared, to nominate me for second vice president in Charlotte. That's what I'm waiting on. Well, I, we're in Anaheim this year, so anybody listening, it's wide open. I haven't seen anybody announce who's going to run. Somebody nominate Alan wants the position. He believes in the position. Don't nominate me or Matt. We don't believe in the position. Somebody listen to this. Nominate Alan Murray to be the recording secretary of the Southern Baptist Convention. I beg of you. I bet if you nominate him, we will bring you on and interview you on this podcast about why you're uh, going to do that. So if you're going to nominate Alan, send me a message. We'll get you on the podcast. We'll keep Alan off of that episode so he can't try to fight his nomination, and we'll do that. All right, sound good? I'm all in. Suddenly, I'm all interested in. in that position. Two thirds of the potluck agrees. I believe that means the motion carries. Yep. <laughs> do we have a recording secretary to write that down? Or I think it's Alan. <laughs> I think Alan's our Oh, hey guys, uh, moving on to more serious matters. Uh, this weekend starts uh, probably the greatest weekend in all of sports. World Series? That being what? World no. Series? No, we don't have the World Series in March. Uh, we have March Madness, the NCAA basketball tournament. Who, who do you guys have winning? Who's your, um, who, who's your winner? Can you tell me? Just give me five teams that are in it because I don't uh, have a clue. Okay, Alabama's in it. Okay, there's Alabama. Texas is in it. Okay. Texas Tech is in it. Okay. Gonzaga is in it. Yeah. And TCU is in it. So I'll give you a lot of Texas teams there. Okay, you gave me some Texas teams in Alabama. Yeah. Of those, uh, none of them are going to win. Okay. How many more are there? Uh, well, if I give you five, that means there's – Is Baylor in it? 63. Baylor, Baylor is in it. Yeah, they're one, okay. they're they're one seed. Good. There, there are there are sixty four teams, and you pick five of them to give Matt, who knows nothing about basketball. I couldn't tell you a name of a player, a coach, probably even half of those mascot. Well, they have the same mascot, I guess. Is he? Never mind. Carry on. Technically, now <laughs> say Baylor. Actually, sixty eight teams make the tournament because there's four. Uh, there are four playing games, and the winner of the four playing games go on to this round of sixty four. So technically, sixty eight teams make the tournament now. Okay. Yeah, there, there are people playing for the lowest seat. Baylor Bears, all the way. See, so you, you got Baylor winning. Who you got, Alan? Are you taking the Tar Heels of North Carolina or the Blue Devils of Duke? Uh, you know, I, I have not completely looked at the bracket yet so i don't know that i can make a statement um been kind of busy lately i carolina's not going to go all the way uh, they've been so inconsistent this year uh virginia tech just won the acc championship uh maybe maybe they can do something i don't know um let, let me get back to you you know um I, I, I haven't even checked but uncw has done really good this year i'm sure they've done well in their championship occasionally they'll make it to the tournament uh, we'd, i don't we'd love to see them do something um they, they, they played for the, one of those buy-in games one time and uh, and lost. But that's a, a sad story for another day. But I'll enjoy watching it. I, I always enjoy watching college basketball, even if I can't keep up the way I'd like to. I have got the Tennessee Volunteers losing to the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Gonzaga is a team that historically is very good. They're, a, they're the top seed in the tournament. Uh, and they just can't seem to win it all. 
I think this year they do it. They break the hearts of the Volunteers of Tennessee and they win the national championship. That's my pick. We'll see what happens. Okay, so Guys, I got Baylor. You got who? You got Baylor. I got Gonzaga. Okay. Where is that? They're in uh they're in uh Washington. They're in um uh, uh what's that city in Washington? Those got me crazy now. DC? No, uh, the <laughs> state of Washington. <laughs> Uh, oh, you're you're pulling for the Jesuits. Alan, so you, you don't have a winner yet. Oh, there's Spokane. Spokane, Washington. No. But I'm, I'm not pulling for the Jesuits like you are. So we got Baptist, Jesuit. Well, Baptist. Yeah. Uh, Jesuits. And are the Demon Deacons in it? That'd be a good one. Uh, the, the Wake Forest did not make the tournament. They weren't very good. They, they also don't qualify as Baptist anymore. Texas. They're still Baptist school. You, you can be Baptist in name and not in practice. All right. We're going to end it on that note right there. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us here at the Potluck. Uh, we hope you feel like you're full. Pray for the EC. Vote for recording secretary. Don't. Just nominate Allen. Just somebody nominate Allen. Anybody. Nominate Allen, please. Join us next time. Same Baptist time. Same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends. <laughs>